This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right, let's talk to our friend Brett Friedlander, ACC uh, reporter, columnist, SaturdayRoad.com. And I want to read this because I've already talked about this several times, Brett. Um, the ACC emerged from its spring meetings as one big happy family. Not because it wants to, but because its members don't have any other choice, at least as long as that pesky grant of rights holds up. That came directly from Brett Friedlander's Twitter. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I want to know, are they out there tailgating yet, or has that started? Uh, well, I'm going outside in a little bit, and I will find out. But uh, I would say that in the next hour, we will start to see the early tailgaters. And that's the thing all those wants from up in the Northeast who, you know, who look down <laughs> upon hockey here don't realize that these fans really are that good. And I, I, yep. I love the atmosphere. They're very jealous that you're there tonight. Well, uh, I, I live here during the, <laughs> during the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, it is my home away from home. I walked in about, I don't know, 8.30 today. They're like, you're here already? Like, yep, just <laughs> like the last time. So, so but to, to get to what you you wrote <clears> – <throat> Because it does seem, and I brought this up earlier, it does seem almost a marriage of convenience is not the right word at this point, but all right, we're stuck with each other. How do we make the best of it? But I don't, I don't get the sense that that's their mindset that like, they're still trying to be something that they're not. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the gap between them and the big two, the SEC and, and the big 10 uh, and, and the big 10 are, is so wide that they're really playing a different game. And the sooner they realize it, the better. And I think that, you know, this week in Amelia Island definitely went, you know, at least inched toward that direction um, the realization that okay, you know, this is this is it is what it is. We're not getting out, and so let's make the best of the situation. And the fact that you know they came up with a plan that incorporates the the uneven distribution model with you know performance as opposed to just because Florida State says it's better than everybody else and wants right. more money. Uh, I think that's a major step forward because that is something that can be passed. And, and I think will be passed. It, it's not the be all end all. There are things that they, they still have to do to at least, you know, even the playing field a little bit more for those, you know, those football blue bloods. But uh, I, I think that the realization that, that this is what it is and it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future, let's do something about it. I, I, I think that has definitely helped because at least I think now they're pulling in the same direction, whether they like it or not. Brett Friedlander, SaturdayRoad.com, ACC columnist, is joining us here on the Adam Goldshaw. You could read that tweet, if you will, uh, at BFreedACC. So Florida State, who really was the big, you know, bloviator heading into the uh, ACC spring meetings, and it goes back to the Board of Trustees meeting, which ended up on YouTube apparently back in February, where uh, Mike Alford, the athletic director is talking about how uh, we 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 do this, we provide this, we get this. And what occurred to me was two things. One, he conveniently left out the little notion of that grant of rights because that never came up in that meeting. 
And the other part is Florida State's role in where the ACC is because the negotiations for the new television contract came at a time where Florida State was, they were no good on the football field. And because Florida State was no good, none of their games had value, and it just seems like the only value Florida State really has is when they're good. And that is kind of different when it comes to, like when Michigan is just average, Michigan still has enormous value. That's not the same with Florida State. So they are purely performance-based. Is that is that and unfair? That, no, that's the thing about this whole deal with Florida State is that he is going under the assumption that they are 2010 Florida State. You know, when before Jimbo got lazy and stopped recruiting, and then they made a terrible hire in, in Willie Taggart, and and their program went into the dumper, and they're just now coming out of a out of out of the abyss. Uh, so you're right. And, and he's definitely overstating their value because uh, this is not Jameis, Will, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, uh, right. Florida State. Now, are they going to be good next year? Well, everybody thinks they are, but they still have to do it on the field. So, And they open up with LSU, you know, lose that game, and all of a sudden people start souring on you and, and your value goes back down again. So uh, it, it's, it's really interesting. And what's even more interesting is that, to me, Clemson has more stake in this in you know in in this game than anybody else because they are the gold standard of football in the ACC right now and they have been for a very long time uh, and you you notice that their athletic director Graham Neff has been very low key about this whole situation and I think there's a reason if there's an opportunity for Clemson to break free and go to the SEC and and compete and especially financially with their with their rival South Carolina they will gladly do it. But in a 12-team playoff that's coming up uh, with, with a semi-automatic bid for the ACC, and what, what is go- almost going to be one every year. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Why would you want to make that move, even for some extra money, when to get into the playoff, you got to beat out Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, right. et al. When, if, as a member of the ACC, you're pretty much going to be one of two teams that are going to be in contention for that spot every year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're certainly going to see that play out in real time when Texas and Oklahoma make the jump and they go for the Big 12. Not that Texas was doing yeah. any great things in the Big 12, by the way. Uh, which, so this is going to be a really I mean, cold dose of reality for Longhorn Athletics. But Oklahoma, which for the most part had run the Big 12 over over the years. So this is going to be a new thing for them as well. And, yes, we are going to see uh, just how they fare when it really gets real for them on the football field. Do we, Adam, are, are there, also say that okay. you bring up Texas and Oklahoma, and I think they're an example and they're kind of evidence of how ironclad this grant of rights is. First of all, you know, that whole Magnificent Seven, 
you know, yeah, they can be looking into it, but if their lawyers haven't already found something in that thing, they're not going to find something. Right. And, you know, I would imagine that the language and the grant of rights between conferences are basically the same. And, you know, yeah. you, you wonder how ironclad it is. Well, if, if, if the one in the Big 12 wasn't so ironclad, Texas and Oklahoma would already be playing as members of the SEC. That's why they're still playing out that because they have to wait till the grant of rights expires to go. Well, the uh, my understanding was the ACC basically just t- took the uh, Big 12's grant of rights. They crossed that Big 12 and wrote Atlantic Coast yeah. Conference. So it's well, it's, it's the, essentially one, the same. It, it it obviously is. And here's the th- and I I've been saying this for a while. Like I understand that. I, I guess this is taking it to a new level. If seven schools got together, and the Magnificent Seven, of course, is a joke, but if the seven schools got together and dissolved the league, how many of those seven do you think would find soft landings in either the Big Ten or the SEC? Four. You got the three football schools in North Carolina. And, you know, I hate to say that to NC State fans, but, you know, your, your fan base is great. The, the programs are okay, but they don't move the needle at all nationally. And there is absolutely zero value. The only way they would be involved in that is if the North Carolina legislature basically said, hey, Carolina, you can't go anywhere without taking these guys with you. Um, so I don't, the by the way, I don't think, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Florida State would find the landing spot they think. Yeah, they might not. I mean, Florida's already saturated. I mean, does the SEC really, really need another school down there? So nope. I, I, I don't know. But but the thing about it is, and that's why this whole alliance is is kind of a joke because you know alliances work as long as they work for the you know for the group. But as soon as you know it becomes every man for himself, that that alliance breaks up. I give you the example of the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten. Right? Oh, we're gonna have this great alliance, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, the Big Ten expands to the west coast and you know jk so you know virginia virginia tech i mean where the i mean virginia may be in basketball because because of that the big 10 might want them but i mean if not they're conference usa i mean they're, they're the american athletic conference yep and and so you know it, it, it there are strength in numbers but when it comes down to it dissolving the league is not an issue it's not an option because there are too many unknowns and and the stakes are way too high for, for them to, 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 you know, if anybody calls their bluff, they're, they're not going through with this. No, there's, there's no question about that. Real quick, and we like have 30 seconds left. If the ACC could jettison some members and play with 10, you think they would? And I think that, it, you know, that's going to be coming pretty soon. And I think it's going to come in the form of minimum spending um, requirements for football. That if you don't spend X amount of money, you can't be in the league. And, you know, they're, they're going to force the Boston colleges and maybe Georgia Tech and sadly maybe Wake Forest of the world to go elsewhere because they can't afford to stay in the league. Ew, oh, boy. Uh, anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to work, but. Uh, that's, I think, kind of what's behind this Magnificent Seven, which, bad name. Uh, Brett yep. Friedlander, at Freed ACC on Twitter, Saturday Road columnist. I appreciate your time, man. I'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Adam. Enjoy the game tonight. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I love the smaller classroom sizes. 
and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.